Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Thank you, Scott Casey, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, as we have our post-game coverage of the Wild Union RPI men's hockey game at Messerink on Friday night. I did not expect to see an 8-6 game. I don't think anybody expected to see an 8-6 game. And we got an entertaining offensive showcase. RPI winning the game. It's the first one of the season for the Engineers after they lost their first four games all on the road against Hockey East schools. And both teams had the week off last week, and they were both coming off losses. Union, an embarrassing 5-0 loss to UConn uh, when they gave up 69 shots on goal, including 30 in the first period. You wanted to see how they would respond, and it didn't get off to a good start for uh, Union in the game. Uh, 48 seconds in, uh, Jake Gagnon scored to give RPI a 1-0 lead. And then uh, Jeremy Payant, who was not listed on the original line chart, before the game, uh, he was added to the line chart, and now we'll have that explanation from RPI uh, head coach Dave Smith in, in a little bit. I don't want to spoil uh, the uh, story behind that, uh, but uh, like I said, Dave will explain that uh, situation. Uh, he scored his first goal of the season uh, to make it 2 nothing at 6.23 left in the period. And then Ethan Benz got on the board for Union, his first career goal, and then yeah, it looks like Union had some momentum going on, but this was probably the story of the night where it seemed like the Garner Chargers would get momentum, and, and they had some momentum after uh, Josh Nixon uh, got a five-minute major for boarding. Uh, Union was able to kill that penalty off, and and when they were down one nothing, you would think that that would, momentum would have carried over, but it didn't. That's how Payon scored uh, to make it 2 nothing. But Benz scored... Uh, at 14.32, that's less than a minute later. So you think maybe the Garner Chargers had momentum again. Nope. Uh, Ali, uh, I'll probably mispronounce his name, and I apologize. Uh, Alti uh, Nikonin uh, scored to make it 3-1 with uh, 4.07 left in the period. And, you know, Union, or RPI looked good. They, I mean, there's no doubt about it. They played a great first period, outshot Union 16-8. to And uh, if it wasn't for that... Uh, not scoring that power play, who, who uh, the major power play? Who knows how many goals the uh, RPI could have scored in the first period? Well, the second period didn't get much better. Uh, Jacob Lieb uh, was making his uh, season debut, uh, picked up a loose puck uh, that was bouncing around inside the slot uh, in front of the Union net, and he scored uh, at six thirty-eight of the second to make it four to one. And looked like it was we looked like we were on the verge of having the route being on in this one. But then Union, they showed some life. Their power play was pretty good on Friday night. Leah Robertson scored his first of the goal, first of the game, first of the season, I should say, at 9.35. That was on the power play. That made it 4-2. And then Benz came back again. He scored his second of the game with 8.50 left, and it's 4-3. And you're getting excited here. And the Union's got the momentum. And it was squashed again. At 14:47, no one saw Payant uh, come off the uh, RPI bench. He snuck down the right circle, got to the right circle, and uh, took a, a pass from Nick Strom, a cross ice pass, and buried it into the net. And it's now 5-3 uh, 
uh, RPI. And you're thinking, oh, here we go again. RPI is going to get the momentum. And sure enough, they did. Uh, Lee made it uh, uh, 6-3 with uh, 339 left. That, that ended Kyle Shawvet's night. Uh, he was replaced by Axel Reed making his uh, union debut. Uh, uh, Jim Sharp was not available. He was injured last week, according to uh, head coach uh, of a union, uh, Josh Halge. He'll talk about that in a little bit. And another injury union suffered early in the game. Uh, their captain, Ben Tupker, uh, was out for a shift, and, and he was done uh, with uh, possible upper body injury. We'll, you know, we'll know more about that on Saturday, whether or not he'll play in. Saturday night's rematch over at Houston Fieldhouse. So it's 6-3. Uh, Reed comes into that, and a, the Union gets a power play. And Brandon Burr, uh, the Clarkson transfer, he scores uh, his first collegiate goal with 118 left in the second. So it's 6-4. And then another penalty against RPI that's carried over into the second period. And Chad Smedrud scored. Uh, 38 seconds into the third period, so it's 6-5. We're just everybody just shaking their head. What's going on here? Where's the defense? And then the really the pivotal point of the game came uh, just a little bit later at uh, 120 when Dover Tinling was called for a major contact ahead in the game misconduct. He knocked over uh, Union's Cole Coatsy around at the RPI blue line. Nobody at the time saw, saw what happened. And um, Union called for a video review to see uh, they saw something on the video and there was a contact to the head that they found. And that was Union's first uh, win on a video challenge. So uh, they got a five-minute major. And the way the power play was going on Friday, you thought, okay, they may get at least one, possibly two. They didn't get any. And one particular play which stood out, uh, during that major, uh, Jack Watson, who was on a night when defense was at a premium, made the save of the game. Uh, Tyler Watkins was in the left circle, had a one-timer, and looked like he had an open net. Watson just reached over with the stick, got the puck with his stick, and uh, kept the puck out of the net. And that was a pivotal point of the game because that would have tied the game at six. Instead, uh, RPI has that 6-5 lead. So then uh, with eight, at eight ten of the third period, Tyler Hodson scores on a two on one, and it's seven five uh, RPI, and maybe that's the that did for Union, but no, not quite, not quite. Josh Nixon uh, got a Billy Eman and pass, broke in alone and beat Watson with eight thirty one to go. So it's seven six. It's a roller coaster continues in this game, and it's just a. Uh, they're throwing haymakers left and right. And of course, if you if you ever follow this whole, uh, rivalry, of course, we're coming up on the ten year anniversary of the uh, Mayor's Cup brawl, uh, one of the more memorable events in this uh, series rivalry. But this one ranks up there with the way this game was going with the, the, the exchange of goals. Uh, Union pulled Reed for an extra attacker, but it backfired as Sutter Mazzotti uh, clinched it with an empty net goal with 37 seconds left. Uh, that was your final eight to six. Like I said, a wild night. The 14 goals, uh, the most scored in uh, combined by both teams in Union's Division I era, which began in 1991. The overall mark is 16 goals. That occurred in Union's final season, uh, Division Three play in 1990-91 when RPI won 12-4. So just a crazy, crazy game. And I, 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 I was, we were just marveling what was going on in the press box and just – yeah, like I said, defense was at a premium. Uh, Chauvet got pulled. I, I wouldn't blame him for any of the goals. He was just not getting any help. There was a 
lot of backdoor plays, and you know, it just 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 an incredible night. One particular goal, the least second goal was a great one. Jack Brackett uh, skated uh, behind the net from the left wing to uh, the right side, and he put a perfect pass out to Lee, who buried it. And that's like I said, one of those goals. And like I said, the um, second uh, payon goal, nobody saw him coming off the bench except probably everybody in the press box. So uh, that was a tough one to swallow and uh, for, for for Union. And uh, now they've lost uh, two straight, and they, they've come, given up 13 goals in their last two games. So it's, uh, they got to figure out a way to tighten up the defense, and that'll make see how things uh, turn out in the rematch on Saturday at Houston Fieldhouse. That'll be the home opener for RPI. Uh, so when we come back, we'll have uh, the interviews uh, from the post game. Uh, we'll hear from Dave Smith and a couple of the RPI players and uh, Josh Halsey and a couple of the union players. So uh, stay tuned. You're listening to the Parting Shot Podcast. It's the most historic conference in college hockey. It's a battle night in and night out. ECAC Hockey an iconic conference home to 12 of the most prestigious universities and programs in the world, and showcasing the best student-athletes in the sport. Top-notch facilities and arenas, incomparable traditions, passionate fans, alumni who go on to become elite professionals, leaders, and champions. ECAC Hockey, there's no experience like it. Hi, this is Union Men's Hockey alum Scott Boyd. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast. Our post-game uh, coverage continues with the RPI uh, 8-6 victory over Union on uh, Friday night at Mesa Rink. Uh, let's begin uh, with our post-game interviews, and uh, we'll start with RPI, the winning team, as we like to always do. And we're going to hear from head coach Dave Smith. And like I said, he'll explain uh, why Payant was a late add to the line chart, it's a funny explanation. Trust me, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Uh, Payon had four points on the night, two goals, two assists. Uh, Jacob Lee will also be on, will be there. And as you said, Jeremy Payant will be there. So here are Dave Smith, Jer- Jeremy Payant, and Jacob Lee. Is that one of the more crazier games you've been involved in in your career? I mean, just back and forth, defense was uh, at a premium and... Is this just 14 goals in the game? Yeah, I can't. I can't remember an 8-6 game in in college hockey. I feel like it, it's happened. I, I just don't remember it happening. And uh, again, momentum swings were really big in an 8-6 game, and neither team scores on their five-minute power play. Um, I, I just it was. You know, it, it, I don't. I, I'm not sure how. I told the guys. I'm not sure how to describe it. I'm gra- glad that. We had an answer often because um, we needed it because Union kept coming. Um, and I was proud of what uh, that, that we did provide you, those answers. As you mentioned, momentum because it seems like when Union Union kills that five end major, they have momentum, but you score. They get the two to one, you score, you score, and you get a couple goals. Then they then it gets to that six five, and they have the five end major. You, you kill that off, and you get the momentum back. So it's just the emotions and the momentum. How important was it to you know step on them and stop their momentum? You know, um, we we were really we, we we really talked a lot about how much energy and effort Union was bringing, but we were trying to just focus on us. Like, like we're our primary focus was was control the things that matter to us. And as hairy as it was, as crazy it was, um, I think that's what gets us through to a win. 
it's a simple little play. It's a simple stop in a certain spot, a simple battle that's won. Um, and in an 8-6 game, you know, I think it's it's hard to describe that. But, you know, it's a it's a three-goal swing in the power play. I mean, our, we, we've got a... Um, We've, we've got to clean up our special teams. We've got some work to do. I mean, we we nothing on the power play and three against on the PK. So we definitely got lots of work to do. Yeah, but in a game where defense is lacking, the big defensive play was Jack Watson's once gets a stick out during the Watkins uh, shot uh, from the left circle in that five-minute major. Yeah, and I think I, I, I'm not sure the defense was lacking. The score would indicate yes, um, but I thought both teams played really hard on defense. It's It's early in the year. Everybody wants to play perfect. It was an emotional game. And um, like I said, we're going to look at the good plays that we made to keep it, including the save. Um, but there's a lot of little plays that keep it at, you know, 3-1 in the first or 6-3 after the second, right? You just, you just, there's enough good plays to build on, and that's what we're going to do. When did you make the decision to get Jeremy in the lineup? He wasn't on the pregame lane charts upstairs. Um well, we've we've loved Jeremy. No, oh, no, he was in the in the lineup. That was a typo. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a typo. That was a last minute oh, ad. No. Oh, come on, Dave, I didn't, even, even, say I didn't even say anything to him. That was a typo. That was my mistake. Um, that was a typo. I uh, okay. there goes I, I just flipped the I flipped the one seven and the seven one. Sorry, man. Oh, come on, don't lie, 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 lie. That just yeah. <laughs> what was the message on the bench? You got a four one lead and a six three lead. Next thing you know, you're in a one goal game. Do you have to say anything to the guys? Just just keep pressing. I think that's a question for these guys. Um, I think we just trusted in ourselves and we, we reset. I mean, I give a lot of credit to Union and, and their power play and what they brought, and you got to respect that. And we just tried to answer, and we love it hard, and we love it, you know, gritty and, and a one goal game. We're, you know, we're going to get comfortable in those situations, and, and we just trust in ourselves, and, and uh, we knew we were going to get the job done. Uh, I think the biggest thing is that we just kept playing our game. Uh, we controlled what we can control, and uh, that's what brought us the W at the end. Yeah. Have you skated a lot with Alfie and um, and Jake early in the year or in practice? You guys had it going, especially in the first period. Uh, we have, haven't skated that much together, but uh, we skated together this week, and uh, we had the, the chemistry going on in practice, and uh, definitely developed today in the game. The second goal, you just come off the bench, and then nobody saw you. Is that what happened? Yeah. Uh, so I... Kind of squeaked in behind behind the play, uh, called for a pass. Uh, Stromer gave me a good pass and just put it in there. Yeah. Talk about brackets effort on your second goal tonight. Uh, going flying behind that net. That's uh, that's a, a definite in any game or any practice. Bracket's going to go 100 miles an hour at full speed, and uh, I knew he's going to get that puck to the net, and I'm just trying to get there. He made a great play. They to score eight goals in the game where you, 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 know, you guys you know, struggled early in the season. To get eight goals like this, what does that mean? What does that say about your team? Well, there's a lot of different ways to win games. I prefer to win 4-1 with minimal shots and traffic against and just cruise out of the building. But um, I think, you know, we hadn't scored a lot up until now. Um, I think we had a lot of guys get their first goals tonight. I think a lot of guys felt really good. Um, about the offensive energy and you know uh, as we sit right now post game um, I wasn't worried about that end and my focus hasn't been on that offensive end we practice we talk about those things but um, we're trying to break out clean 
and defend properly in all three zones. And if we do those things and you get eight, you're a really good team. So we, we've just got a lot of work to still do, but uh, yeah, my focus has been on those other things. What do you have to do to clean things up for the rematch tomorrow night? I mean, do we expect a one nothing 2-1 game tomorrow night? Well, it, not, nothing's going to be different. I mean, our message, I mean, you asked the question, but I wanted these guys to, you know, what they're saying. Their voices carry a lot of weight, but um, nothing for us changed the entire game from the start of Maine until tonight, right? We are hammering home our identity. We're handing, hammering home what we're fundamental. We learn and grow from our mistakes, and then we go do it again. And that was what we did, and we'll do the same for tomorrow. Jeremy? Uh, I think we just we just keep keep pressuring them in the ozone. Uh, we keep bringing energy, speed, and uh, I think our system is what, what's going to get us to win uh, in the end. Jacob? Kind of tell you on what Jeremy says is we're just going to be relentless. Let me ask you about the save uh, Jack made there on the Watkins, which makes it could have made it 6-6. Uh, how impressed were you with that? Very impressed. We needed that save. Um, you know, their power play was awesome, and credit to them again. But, you know, Jack's amazing, so that was an amazing save. How much were you looking forward to getting back out there tonight? <laughs> that was a lot of fun. There's a great crowd out there, both Union, RPI. Um, I want to thank them for that. and. Just excited we came out with three points. Now let's go over to the union side. We'll start with uh, head coach Josh Halji, who seemed at the start of the press conference a little uh, looking for the right explanation. And it was, I think it was tough and for him to figure out what exactly happened. So uh, uh, it was an interesting uh, post-game uh, conversation we'll mention about uh, Ben Tupker and uh, Joe Sharp. So here is uh, our uh, union head coach Josh Halji. Or one of the more wilder games you've been involved in? That was extremely, um, yeah. It, it Like at times we got caught up into it where we were just completely reckless and it, it was back and forth. And, you know, we got we to gotta be connected and have good details when we play all the time. It seemed like when you were able to get some of it, like when you killed the five-minute major, uh, when you got to within two to one, it seemed like RPI would come out and, and hold south the momentum for you guys. I mean, did you see that? Yeah, I mean, it, it was back and forth, and every time we get you know right to where we needed to, we just couldn't make the next play. And you know, credit to them, they they punched back and they they would make that next play. So that was, I mean, that ended up being the difference in the game. I guess the killer was that major penalty power play you guys had. Uh, you had some chances, including. Tyler getting robbed by Watson on the stick. I mean, is, was that how, how much of a gut punch was that? Yeah, that was. I, I don't think we responded well to when we didn't. You know, like we didn't score that goal. It was open net. He should, we, you know, credit to him. He made a great save. Um, but we got to we got to push back and and be a little bit. You know, we have to be stronger through and fight through it. So it was um, it, it was hard because I, I mean the power special teams were just unbelievable for us all night. Is it uh, just talk about the the defensive of the first period, the tough period to get the goal in the first minute, and what were the thoughts and the message in the room after the first twenty minutes? Well, I mean the the first period or the first minute was pretty tough. You you give up a goal and your captain goes out. So like, um, I mean it, it's not the way you want to start the game, and um, you know I, I didn't think we responded well to that. Um, you know it, it took us a the intermission to kind of regroup, and then I thought you know. The second was better, and I thought the third was there was a lot of good things in the third. What's wrong with Ben? Uh, he yeah he heard, he heard it upper like kind of like I don't know where exactly yeah <laughs> okay <Shoulder. laughs> yeah um, but like I didn't know if it was 
but yeah, he uh, definitely. He's definitely out tomorrow night. No, I don't no, think no. so. I think it'll be a, a morning decision. I, it seems like there's there's a chance, and hopefully, you know, um, I mean, it's pretty physical. Like it'll be interesting to see how all our guys feel. Uh, you pulled Kyle there after the late late second period goal. That was their third their fourth shot and their third goal of the period. Was it was that a message to him or the team? What was your call there? I, you know, I, I just I sort of felt for him in the sense that I thought the the chance the chances we gave up tonight were just I really liked the effort in a lot of ways, but the chances we gave up were just so big. And I, I felt bad for him. I mean, like you're, you're, like you're, you're playing so, you're doing so many things well, and then you just may have a mental lapse, and it, it it's, it, he has no chance. So um, I was hoping it, it might spark us a little bit, and you know, um, again, like that, that's what we have to clean up if we want to be a really good hockey team. Why wasn't Joe dressed tonight? He's injured. Yeah, he got injured in uh, practice a week ago. So, um, I guess maybe one example. Of the- Having the mental lapse was when Payon came off the bench. Nobody saw him come off it for his second goal. Uh, gets in the right circle and he gets the one timer. Yeah, yeah. So our our D stepped down and our, our forward was covering and and just missed it. And um, you know, again, like those are just those are mistakes that can't happen. And in, in, in if you want to be a, a a really good hockey team, Ethan Benz gets his first two college goals. What did you think of him play tonight? I, I thought he was great. Um, he's he's been working really hard and you know we are excited about getting him in tonight and he made the most of his opportunity and that's that's what we need from guys thanks now it's time to hear from uh, the union players uh ethan benz who scored his first two goals of his college career and tyler watkins guys how wild of a game was that tonight starting with tyler yeah i think it was pretty wild obviously um high scoring um, I think we did some good things out there, but there's definitely some things that we need to clean up. And I feel like we kind of let them off the hook a little bit, to be honest with you. I feel like we had a little couple mental lapses there that, you know, gave them opportunities that uh, we need to eliminate if we want to be a really good hockey team. Yeah. I'll ask you about that more in a second. But Ethan, your thoughts about this game? How wild was it? Yeah, I just thought there were stretches where we were really good and we stuck to our system. We were forechecking their D hard, creating turnovers and playing the ozone. And then obviously there were stretches where we weren't doing that and we were giving up great A's and not picking up sticks in the slot. So I think the biggest thing for us right now is just reset and be ready for tomorrow. Tomorrow's a must win, so we got to be ready for that. It seemed like when you guys got momentum, you, know, you killed the five-minute major, got the two to one uh you get to within one early in the third period there was always something that rpi would stop that momentum they would either you know score a goal like they did after the guys kill the penalty uh they you guys don't score in the major penalty there watson robbed you on that and i guess like you know how tough was that when you you seem like you're getting a momentum and you can't uh cash it cash it in i mean i think it's tough i mean credit to them they played a really good game but like i said earlier i feel like those are opportunities that we need to be better on. Uh, obviously, any goal in hockey is a big, big momentum shift one way or the other, or another, and we just need to respond a little better. We got to be a little bit harder, and I think that's kind of the message going into tomorrow. Is it doesn't get any easier in this league. We got a great opportunity against the same team tomorrow. So, kind of like Benzie said, we need to reset and be ready to go tomorrow. How frustrating was it? You had the open net there, and Watson gets a stick out there and stops you on that shot from the left circle. Yeah, I mean. 
pretty frustrating. He made a great save, but uh, for me, and it's a big moment of the game, and that's one I'd like back, but just one that I got to put in the net. And uh, t- talk about your your the second goal because really, that made it a four three game, and that just took the, the momentum it gave you guys at the time. You know, it didn't last that long. Yeah, well. I think the biggest thing is like after a goal or if we give up a goal, I think that next shift is super important. And I feel like there are times in that game where, let's say, we were getting momentum. I think we just need to keep rolling with it. And if things don't go our way, like if they score, we can't just pack it in. Like we got to move on from the next shift. And I think we kind of struggle with that tonight. So. For you to, uh, you know, it's your 21st game as a union uh, player. You got your first two goals. I mean, how happy are you to finally to, to get on the scoreboard? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. To be honest with you, I'm not really going into every game thinking about, hey, I haven't scored in whatever many games. So I just kind of take it a game by game. And um, luckily tonight I was able to finish some of my chances. And I have a guy sitting next to me that fed me a good pass. So I think it just stems with our forecheck too and um, just trying to stick to our identity and just trying to find spaces. And I was lucky to put some in tonight. Do you expect a tighter game tomorrow? It's maybe like more 3-2, 2-1 type game? I mean, going in, you have no idea what to expect. I feel like from our end, obviously, we need to clean things up defensively. And so I think that's going to be a focus for us tomorrow. Obviously, we'll break down the film in the morning. But I would expect us personally to be better defensively and just more consistent overall. Thanks, guys. Coming up, I'll have my three stars of the game. And I'll look around ECAC men's hockey and then give you some of the... uh, Scores from the Union Women and the RPI Women's Games from Friday. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. Want to get all the latest news from the Daily Gazette on your phone or tablet? We have an app for that. The Daily Gazette app allows you to read all the newspaper stories and columns from our dedicated team of journalists. The app is free. You can download the app from the Apple or Google app stores. Speed, skill, physicality. Home to college hockey's elite teams, coaches, and student-athletes. ECAC Hockey. 12 programs competing at the highest level. A league where champions are born and world-class professionals are trained where history is abundant and a commitment to the cutting edge is unrivaled. The best facilities, the fiercest competition. ECAC Hockey. There's no experience like it. Hi, this is Princeton's men's hockey head coach, Ron Fogarty. You're listening to Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast as we wrap things up here, with uh, beginning with the uh, three stars of the game. And my number three star is Ethan Benz for the two goals he scored. Number two, uh, Jacob Lee with a pair of goals. And the number one star, Jeremy Payant, who was scheduled to play in the game, but uh, <laughs> just a you know, little typo by Dave Smith there uh, with uh, John Beaton wearing 17 and uh, Payant wearing 71. So it was just, I, we were hoping for a great story there, but it, you know, it turned out just to be just a typo. So uh, Payant, like I said, Payant had two goals and two assists. He's the number one star of the game. Uh, let's take a look around uh, men's ECAC hockey action. A couple of surprising results. Uh, a couple of games going to shootouts. Uh, Dartmouth and Quinnipiac ended in a 2-2 tie. Dartmouth winning the shootout, getting the extra point. Princeton and Harvard 4-4 tie. And uh, Princeton wins the shootout. Both uh, uh, Princeton on the road at Harvard getting the extra point there. So uh, kind of a sh- surprising result. Uh, Brown edge Colgate 3-2. 
Cornell beat Yale three to one. And in a nine league contest, St. Lawrence went out to Ferris State and won five to two. Looking at the Saturday schedule, of course, RPI and Union will face off again Saturday night at 7 p.m. at Houston Fieldhouse. And as I said earlier, it's the Engineers' uh, home opener. Uh, St. Lawrence and Ferris State will be back at it uh, out of Ferris State also at 7 o'clock. And the rest of the game is also 7 o'clock, all league contest. Colgate at Yale, uh, Cornell at Brown, Quinnipiac at Harvard, and Princeton at Dartmouth. On the women's side, locally, uh, Clarkson defeated Union 4-1 on Friday afternoon at Messerink. And St. Lawrence won by that same score at RPI. St. Lawrence will visit Union on uh, Saturday, and uh, RPI will host Clarkson on Saturday at 3. Both games starting at 3 o'clock. That's a doubleheader at RPI on Saturday uh, for the women at 3 and the men at 7. So get over there and see some good hockey if you want to do that. So Uh, so that'll wrap things up here. And uh, we'll be back at it Saturday. You can follow my, of course, follow me on X and Threads. I'm posting, uh, you know, everything going on with the game. And there's a lot of stuff going on Friday night. I'm not sure how many uh, uh, posts I uh, posted. And it's kind of weird saying, like, I'm going to say tweet on for Twitter. I don't care what uh, Leon or Elon, so Scarby, excuse me, Elon Musk thinks. But uh uh, there's a lot going on. We'll be doing it again Saturday night at Houston Fieldhouse. Looking forward to getting over there. And uh, so hopefully it uh, should be a good crowd there. I mean, there was just under 2,000 at uh, Mesa Rink on Friday night, which I was kind of surprised. I thought it would be a little bit more than that. Usually uh, it sells out, but it didn't uh, this year for some reason. So um, so we'll see what happens. Like I said, RPI would be their first home game. Of course, they'll be wearing uh, unique jersey uh, for the game, as they always do for their uh, – Black Friday, as I like to call it, uh, obviously it's a Saturday, but it's uh, Black Friday even the, the uh, you know, league opener. So that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, you can follow me, like I said, follow me on X and Threads at Slapshots. You can, of course, you can uh, follow me on Facebook as well if you want to be a Facebook friend. You can just find me there. Um, if you have questions or comments about the podcast, you can email it to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. And uh, thank you for listening, and we'll do it again tomorrow night. The views expressed in the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you Saturday night from Houston Fieldhouse in Troy. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good night, good hockey.